Well, you only live once, maybe not And this life right now might be all we've got So let's contemplate the hereafter While we speculate with some laughter About this grim thing that happens to us all After that final curtain call But before you take that final breath Let's laugh about, let's laugh about Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and I just want to apologize for not being here last week. Um, I posted a video kind of explaining what happened, but uh, for those of you who don't know, I have seizures every once in a while, and usually they're not too bad, but uh, I shouldn't say not too bad. I should say the aftermath. They're all about the same. I basically just bounce around on the bed and my wife freaks out. And then, uh, you know, we, um, I wake up, throw up and, uh, back to normal. But, uh, it's, it's usually a case of I'm out of it for a little while. And then the next day I'm sore, but for whatever reason, I just wasn't feeling it. I, you know, I wasn't really, my mind just, it, it was, it was more draining this time. So it kind of took more of a toll on me. And so therefore I didn't want to do any of the post-production stuff that I normally do for all my guests. Um, you know, I record the majority of the episode months ago or weeks ago, depending on when it's you know recorded, but then I do the post-production and all the preparation to put the episode out the weekend that it's coming out. So I want to be able to, you know, kind of have a fresh perspective on the conversation and everything. So anyway, yeah, I just as a out of respect for my guest, I didn't want to just kind of phone it in. I didn't want to, you know, not put any effort in. And, um, you know, so I notified them and said, hey, it's going to be pushed off a week. And he was cool with it. So anyway, uh, and that my guest is Gary Sinclair, and he is very cool. He's actually a grief counselor. So um, I'm sure he's probably used to you know, people dealing with their own issues. In fact, that's one of the things he, he, you know, focuses on is just helping out people that are struggling. Um, so his background, uh, you know, he, he kind of goes into it, but briefly he, he was in education, then he went into ministry and then he started doing counseling and, uh, you know, it's primarily grief counseling and, uh, family counseling. But I think what's interesting is to get a perspective of somebody who's dealing with, you know, counseling people through grief. It's kind of like the, the direct version of what I'm trying to do with this podcast. The whole purpose of this podcast is just help people cope with death. You know, whether they're facing their own mortality or just lost a loved one or lost a loved one years ago or, you know, a friend or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's comforting to me to know that there are people who are getting comfort out of this, you know, because again, it's all speculation. There's no actual story of what happens, but uh, you know, when we die, but that's something that, that, that Gary, you know, he's faced that directly working with people and that's got to be challenging. So anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, I think what's, what's interesting is just the fact that, uh, you know, his, his, when we get into the subject of death and the afterlife, it's, it's, it's kind of a neat concept that he has. It's more traditional, but it's just funny coming from somebody who has a, a ministry type background. So I won't spoil it. I'll let you hear that. But, um, yeah. Uh, one other thing that's interesting about Gary is he's an avid mountain climber. 
and uh, he's written four books. Uh, his wife is a 15-year survivor of cancer, so that's a huge benchmark. Um, you know, and again, this is all stuff that's going to be in the episode, but it's just exciting. I like to share this kind of stuff. So, and I, you know what? With without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode with uh, Gary Sinclair. Yeah, you bet. Uh, I have kind of a mixed bag of uh, experiences, but I, I like it that way. I started out as a uh, actually in education, met my wife in a school up in Michigan, and uh, then uh, went on to actually join the ministry. And my father-in-law is a pastor, and um, so I was involved in several uh, church staffs for almost 30 years, 27 oh, wow. years. Okay. Um, but in the middle of all that, I did uh, counseling, went to grad school, you know, got a couple of degrees. And uh, so counseling is a big part of that. Um, and then uh, when we moved back to the Midwest, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at that, you know, retirement age, but I'm not ready to retire. <laughs> and so doing a variety of things, um, helping out people who are struggling is a big part of it. Some are in That's the awesome. ministry, some are leaders. I do a lot of leadership training with John Maxwell team and uh, written four books now. And wow. so that's been kind of a fun process. Um, my wife had cancer about 15 years ago. We can talk about that if you want, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's what led to the one the, the book I did, and we're big mountain people. We love the mountains, so we've um, enjoyed doing that. And then we brought some of those lessons to to that experience. Have two grown kids, uh, all in the Midwest. Here, our daughter's actually about five minutes from here with four boys and her husband, and our son's about less than two hours away. Then six grandboys. Oh wow! So it's yeah. So we're at a fun fun stage, doing a lot of different things, but. We kind of like it that way. Yeah, no, that's great. That's uh, you're 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 young enough to where you can uh, be active, especially if you're you're avid mountain people, and that you're you're able to be active with your grandkids. That's you know, by the time I came, yeah. all my grandparents were practically bedridden or gone already. You know, so well, I'm I'm hoping I got one more fourteen thousand foot mountain in me, and but the boys are a couple years away from that, but. Uh, I think uh, I'm hoping we'll make it friends stay in shape. So we'll see. Hey, no, that's, you should come out to Denver. Eh? That's. <laughs> oh man. I am so jealous. You know, we, we actually, we actually have a timeshare in Avon. So oh, okay. um, we've been coming out there for 20 years. So nice. Nice. That's a, you mentioned that you uh, were teaching in Michigan. Whereabouts in Michigan were you? Yeah, we were in Southfield, just outside of Detroit. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, for did that for fifteen years. Wow. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'll tell you what. I tried. I tried substitute teaching for a short stint, yeah. <laughs> and they ate me alive. I'm like, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. You know, subbing's and, tough. I we yeah. I did that some for some you know short periods of time, and yeah, that is difficult. It was yeah, it was not easy. You know, so I I. I feel bad for all those substitute teachers that we gave a hard time, you know. Usually we were pretty, you know, pretty uh, uh, yeah. respectful, you know. But but it was like you, you always, when I remember it was like whenever a sub was coming in, it was like, oh, blow off day. And every once in a while you get that one who 
wasn't taking, you know, wasn't taking shit. So, but, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, I they this this class in particular, wow, it was it was something else. So, but yep. um, yeah, so uh, I guess uh, what what kind of um, you know you mentioned that you you went on to do more uh, counseling and things like that. So what what kind of area would you focus more in? Like, uh, yeah, in, I did a lot with yeah. Great question. I did a lot with. Uh, families, uh, okay, you know, marriages, um, but I also did uh, related even to your topic. It just happens to be that way. I I did some grief groups, uh, which learned a lot, uh, and uh, it was just a great experience to walk through some of that with people and yeah, um, set up some divorce uh, care stuff. So so we walked you know with people through a lot of things and. Uh, you know, the, the answers aren't always easy ones, as I'm sure you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That Well, and, and there's not always necessarily the same answer for everybody. No. You know. Well, you know, I, I use that in the mountain idea. You know, we don't climb mountains at the same pace either, and we don't have to. Yeah. You know, totally. I, I'm probably, I'm one of the last guys off the mountain, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> I get older. But I just go, I don't care, you know, if I'm safe and we're safe. Uh, I don't have to do it the same speed as, you know, 25 year old people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, and that, that honestly goes for life. You know, a lot of people think they have to hit certain milestones by a certain age. And it's like, if there's one thing I've learned, that's not the case, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah, I, um, and there, there were a few times where it it reminds me of something and and I've shared this with people. I've had a, a couple instances in my life where, uh, you know, I hit milestones that were negative milestones. Um, basically, yep. it was a case where I opened a business in the mall. Uh, this was mm. back in 2001, and it was four days before 9-11. No, and I, I lost my shirt because the mall was a ghost town. Oh, and yeah. I had no choice but to end up filing bankruptcy. And okay. I, remember, uh, I remember talking to my lawyer, and he was one of those, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> I won't go into too many details, but he was a little yeah. bit of a shyster, you know. Um, yeah. He specialized in that. Um, he was good at what he did, but he was almost too good. And uh, so anyway, um, he tells me, I was like, man, you know what? I'm not even 30 and I'm fine. No, I just hit 30, I think. And I'm like, and I'm doing this nonsense. He's like, you know what? I, I, and I, cause he, he asked me, he leaned over and he was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I feel like I'm just a loser. And he's like, no, 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 no. If you yeah. were 40 and doing this, you would be. And then, so, and then honestly, it was like, it happened again because of, you know, circumstantial. And, and that happened when I was like 45 and I'm like, geez, okay. Wow. So this guy would be real pro. Yeah. It was, I've had a lot of financial just guard and you know and a lot of people are like well stop spending money it's like well no it's a case of uh i uh it was usually car repairs or house repairs or you know robin peter to pay paul kind of thing and then it finally just you know it was it pet pet you know vet bills medical bills things like that it was never never because we we did that lavish vacation to disney world or or bought a car that was you know an expensive car it was always you know just nickel and diming and then finally you know it, it, it we we had a money pit of a house and so that didn't help so it was just right you know and again i'm not i'm not here to spill my guts it's just i'm illustrating the fact that i hit that thing again at 45 
mm-hmm. where I would have been, a, you know, should have felt like a quote unquote loser, according to this person. And it's like, you know what? It's life. There are no there are no set things that people have to meet and 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 hit. You know, you don't have to be yep. married by this age, et cetera. So exactly. Right. How, how do you handle, um, you know, when you get people who are who are just just I, I don't want to say grief stricken, but, you know, just stricken with with anguish where they are, you know, you're talking to them and it's like they they don't realize that everything's going to be OK. You know, and they don't believe sure. you that everything's going to sure. be okay. Yeah. Well, you know, initially, uh, you know, in grief work or just working with people who are are struggling, um, you know, you got to listen early on because early on there's so much pain. It's hard for them to to have think logically, even if you give them the most logical discussion about anything. Yeah. So you know, for a little while, you just got to let. You know, it's like that. You know hurting your you know a gash in your arm or leg or whatever it's it's really painful and you got to get through that but there's a point at which um and and this is this is a principle for life too um we learned in the mountains on some of those 14ers out there you probably can see long's peak that was the first one we did um it it, it's really they're they're really hard particularly for people like us you know who i'm out living in the midwest and that you know those it was a beast and but we learned a lesson that we applied to my wife's cancer later and i think applies to grief and that is you go up a mountain one switchback at a time if you look at the summit you're in trouble because if, well you just i can't do that it's just overwhelming and but we learned and we've been doing this for years that you know i'll take three or four candy bars with me in my backpack and i'll say you know when we get to about that eighth switchback that we're, we're breaking out our first candy bar right there <laughs> and you know, it's a little bit of a motivation we have a little celebration we're not there yet yeah. we take them out in the way but uh you know so so with grief i talk to people and say look you don't have to get through uh christmas which is six months away just get through today yeah and let's yeah. let's think about today and then when christmas rolls around you say look that's what you, you have to get through. But you know what? You, like you said, you don't have to do it the way everybody else does. You don't, you don't have to go to all the parties that you, it's your, it's your choice. Yeah. Um, but get through. So just focus on that. And so with Jackie's cancer, we did that. We, we got to get through the radiation or the next surgery. I mean, she had two of each and mm. it was a long year and a half of just that. Yeah. But that, that was, so, so I try to help people, figure out and just say what's what's the next thing you need to do and of course you know they tell you don't make huge decisions don't go out and sell your house that isn't something you need to do right now maybe it's just um you know you 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 fix one room that you've been kind of hoping to do see if you can do that in the next month but it's it's not a schedule just convince yourself that you're not paralyzed because you aren't yeah and and so over time then they realize what you said hey it, it will be okay, but I don't have to be okay right now. And that's, and that's fine. That's, that's so, a key that's thing. A big, yeah. yeah, totally. I don't have to be okay right now. I like that because yeah, that's, yeah. you know, and that's, I've been, I've been the person who's, you know, been at the funerals, you know, like uh, yeah. I, I've, I've had a lot of loss, not, not as much as some, but more than mm-hmm. a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, right. And yeah, it was always that case of, of, you know, being told that 
it's going to be okay. It's like, well, being told that or just being assured that I, there's a difference, you know, where it's like, yeah, yeah you don't, ha- it's not, it, you don't have to be okay. Be okay at your, at your own pace. Yeah. And that's well, right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And so rather than tell people that you just steer them to the next thing. I mean, another principle we use is don't climb alone. Yeah. I mean, that's dangerous. Yeah, and definitely. well, the same thing going through death. You know, totally. you, you go with somebody who's been there, go with somebody who's not going to tell you all the easy answers, but they're just going to love you mm-hmm. and they're going to listen when you're in pain. They're going to celebrate. They're going to, when you say, Hey, I can't go to that party. They're going to say, great. Don't sweat it. You know, whatever. Um, so it's, it's this, it's those kind of principles that I think we can bring to people. Um, and, you know, and just say, this is all you got to do. You, this will get you up. It won't take your mountain away, but it would get it. It'll help get you up there. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a, you know, but I like the analogy because you're right. I mean, I've, I've honestly, I've never climbed. I've, I've never been one to have the gumption to go for it, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but I, uh, <clears throat> I'm always impressed with people who do because it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, yeah I've always wondered how, how somebody would sit there and go, yeah, I'm going to climb this thing, but yeah, you wouldn't, you don't look at it as, as the whole mountain. You can't look at it as a summit or, or yeah, you're going to go, yeah. no, not today. Yeah. How, well, go ahead. How, how long does it usually take out of curiosity? How, how long does it usually take to climb something like that? Well, you know, I, I, I don't know who's, who listens to your program. If you have real mountain guys, you know, super Athletic type, yeah. <laughs> they're, well, they're you know on longs, they're doing the diamond. You know, I'm up, I'm going up the back, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it could. We we don't backpack per se, so we everyone we do we do in a day. So you're usually on the mountain before sunup because you want to be off the summit before noon because you know the storms rolling oh, out yeah. there out yeah. of nowhere. So it, it usually takes anywhere from a simpler one you know, five, six hour round trip to a longs that was about a 13 for us wow. uh, round trip. Yeah. I mean, longs is 8.2 miles each way, I think. And most yeah, of that is up. Yeah. <laughs> that's way. a hefty walk. In the, you that's know. a lot. Yeah. Just walking 16 <laughs> miles is, is something. But that's, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a serious, but walk. you're climatized. I mean, that's another thing that you learn is you try to get ready for things. Uh, and so, you know, we're from the Midwest, so we, we're we not going to – I'd love to live there like you, and, and I'd be used to at least 5,000 feet. But <laughs> we we try to climatize a little bit and do some hikes and work our way up. And so by the end of our time there, then we're doing the bigger one. So, um, yeah, it varies on the time, but it um, depends on the mountain. Okay. I, that's, I wasn't sure if that was something that you had to – you know, because I picture, yeah. you know, base camp and then – setting up you know tents along the side of the of the mountain and you know and and uh, i i have no idea what to expect or anything like that. well you're so. talking you're talking everest okay that, that would be stuff. more like everest yeah that's true yeah, so right but yeah. um yeah it's uh it's one of those things that i i can only imagine what it what it's like when you get up on top though and you can look out you know it's one thing to go up in the sears tower or whatever they're calling it yeah. now but it's uh yeah. It's another thing, though, to be out there in the open. That would, that's got to be really kind of just amazing. Well, my mantra, and uh, I, have a, I have wristbands that I give away to people a lot, and it's just my, well, my website is Never Quit Climbing. It's the name of the book. But on the other side of the wristband, it says the view from the top is worth it. 
So you, <laughs> like you that. are right, man. That's, that's the motivation, uh, is getting, getting, but you know what, here's the other thing. That's a good lesson. And that is the tops fabulous, you know, go for it. But I, I think it's easy to miss stuff along the way. Uh, and that's true in life. You know, you get so, I got to reach this amount of money. I've got to get yeah. through this problem. I've got to do whatever. And so we're just running, 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 running. And we've got this moment with a person, you know, in a Starbucks or a child or, a, you know, a parent or, or, or whatever. And, and we're just, instead of running, if we stop and enjoy that, that's like being on the mountain and going, you know, we're not at the top yet. But look at the view. I'll, I'll give you a great example. On Long's Peak, the Colorado hikers, they'll, they'll know this. There's a place called the Keyhole. The keyhole is at the top of Boulder Field. It's about thirteen thousand plus feet. You got a long, you got a ways to go of climb actually after that. But it's a beast just to get to the keyhole. But it, it looks like this old style keyhole in the rock. And when you get to that and you look through that keyhole, I mean, your heart almost stops. It takes your breath away because it's just this incredible view that you've not been able to see until you get there. And, and to me, that's an example of don't miss the view on the way up or even the way down. You see things on the way down that you didn't see on the way up. Yeah. So that's a lot, has to do a lot with life and even grieving. You know, the, the, uh, we, we had a gal when my wife had her cancer who would take Jackie to the uh, hospital for her or to the doctor for her chemo treatments. Not every time, but she was a great help to us. And the interesting thing about that was she had terminal cancer. And, but she was great because she understood it. She knew what my wife was going to go through. They would talk, you know, the two women, they had, a, it, it, it was such a cool thing for her to do that yeah. in the middle of her journey. Her going through the other the, yeah. w- wonderful thing about that is she's still alive. And that was 15 years ago. So somehow she's come through it all and she's doing good. So, so she, the woman that had terminal cancer and, and survived, and she's yeah. still wow, yeah. that's still awesome. Going. Yeah, you know, that's pretty pretty amazing. But those, it's those kinds of stories that are, you know, I, I one of the one of the people that I um, uh, inspired me to do this podcast. I had three close people in my life die within a, a period of like four months. I had a oh wow, it was like a, my my best friend James. Uh, mm-hmm. of like 30 years and then a mutual friend of ours uh, who was kind of like an uncle type figure to us for years. He was, he was like 20 years older than us, but he, we would go hang out with him all the time. Um, he died a couple months later in July and then my brother died in August. So mm-hmm. it was like April, wow. July, August, all, you know, within a short period of time. And my brother was told in, I want to say like February or March or so of that year that he had terminal cancer. And mm. he, I, 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 I sit there and sometimes wonder if, you know, he, uh, uh, he basically lived life to the end. He was like, you know what? Screw it. I know I'm going to die. We're mm. going to go on a trip. Um, we're yeah. going to, you know, he went on a vacation with his family like a week and a half before he died. He came back, went to hospice and then wow. died. And, mm. but it's <clears throat> sometimes I wonder, it's like, you know, I wonder if he had taken it a little bit more seriously, if he might not still be alive, you know, but it's, yeah. uh, I mean, it was, it was a case where he was, he was given that, you know, you've got months to live kind of thing. And he's like, well, you know what, I'm going to go out on my own, you know, uh, in my own way. Right. But, but I've, I've, I've talked to people where 
they're given weeks to live and they end up being able to, you know, get another year or so of quality life, not just, you know, in a hospice bed. I think it's awesome that, you know, that woman was told terminal cancer and 15 years later, she's still around. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't live through that. A lot of people don't get that, you know? No, they don't. And well, the ironic thing is my wife's brother, who is six years younger than she is, Mm -hmm. uh, got, uh, well, let's see. He passed away five years ago from the exact same cancer oh, wow. his sister had. Yeah. And yeah, and, and we, we asked the same question. You know, you you pray and you do all the things you're supposed to do, and they they did. And, and you go, well, what what was the difference? And, you know, my answer is, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the thing I think of is I love to read novels and um one of the things I notice is that I'm, I'll be reading this book, you know, and I've kind of got in my mind, oh, I know where this is going. This is cool. And, oh, that's going to happen. Or there's a character you really like. And and then a third of the way through the book, the character dies. <laughs> or, yeah. or they say, 10 years later, I go, 10 years later? Are you kidding me? No, no. I want to know what happened then. Well, what I had to accept was that I didn't write the book. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that everybody's got a story and um, those stories turn out differently. And we might have different views on, you know, where that story comes from and how it works. But, but I do, I do think that can be a little bit helpful. Uh, It doesn't take away pain of loss, but it, but you kind of go, okay, I I, I didn't write this story. So I don't get to, (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't get to write the ending either. Yeah. Though I'd like, I'd sure like to, you know, I wish it was a different one. Well, and, and, you know, the, the, I guess the thing is, is it's like everybody experiences everything a little bit different, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, I mean, you can even, you can even say, you know, birth of a child. I mean, my wife had a very different experience than what I did, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, of her son. I mean, not just the physical, but with everything. And it's like, she's going to, she's going to remember. I mean, it's, even though it's it, we both lived through it, and so maybe that's you know it comes down to that. I mean, yeah, that book you you read it, and it's it's not it's not you're you're experiencing it as a third person, you know. So right. just like that exactly. story, yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. And you know, and and I, I also believe that when it's your time, it's your time. You know, well, sure. <clears throat> you know, it's it's a case where you hear of people who have overcome just amazing obstacles in their health. And then you get other people where, you know, they're a jogger and all of a sudden one day they just drop over dead in their yard, mowing the lawn. You know, it's like, there's, there's no real rule book on it either. So, no, you know, hell, George Burns smoked a cigar until he was, what, 100 years old? Yeah, know? I loved it. Yeah, I love yeah. that. He said, I, I can't die until I'm 100 because I'm booked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So. I think he only made it like a couple months after he turned 100, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. But uh, so, you know, I guess that brings up the big question then is, you know, with with your background and uh, – <laughs> Sure. And the grief counseling and everything. Where do you where, what do you tell people? I mean, what, or what do you believe yourself that uh, that happens when when we're gone? Where do we go? What yeah, happens? sure. Yeah, well, you know, personally, I, I I come out of a Christian faith background, so mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if this is the traditional answer or not, <laughs> but but it for for me it is, yeah. and you know that 
you know, a couple of things I know don't happen. One, I know our bodies don't make it, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that's, that's going to go on, be gone. Um, I, I, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't get the idea. I, I it would be hard for me to accept the idea that, you know, that our, that our spirit, that something doesn't live beyond us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's who we really are. Yeah. You know, yeah. and if, if all we really are is, you know, kind of what's in our body, then, um, you know, who, who were we when we were here? And yet, as, as we've talked about, every person is unique and special and they matter. And I, and I realize not everybody understands that growing up and there are reasons for that. But so, so I'm, I'm pretty convinced that, you know, something lives on soul and spirit, whatever you want to call it, um, lives on beyond us. And, you know, I, you know, people say, well, you know, well, how do you know if there's this heaven, you know, and, and people say, well, I don't know if I'll get in or did I do enough good things? And, you know, I don't, God's not Santa Claus in my opinion. You know, God's, God's, God's that. bigger than that. Yeah. Uh, you know, God is God. Yeah. And, and so there's a, there's a couple, if, at least that's the one I'm following. You know, I, if he's just some Mickey Mouse, wishy-washy, unfair, creepy, you know, being, then you know, screw that. Who, who yeah. wants to follow that? It totally, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I think Jesus was, was given us a picture of, of God here in, in a human, you know, it's nice to have, as they say, God with skin on. <laughs> and anyways, so that, we don't get into that whole story, but, but I think, so I think when we die, we have this opportunity to spend you know, eternity with that God. Now, what is frustrating to me at times is uh, you know, people say, well, what happens right after that? My mom, who was 94, died a few months ago. And, it, you know, it was bittersweet, but, yeah. you know, she lived a great life. And oh, we yeah. were blessed to have her for that long. But I, I always said, and I remember saying the day she died, it was my daughter's birthday. I said, so what do you suppose the first two minutes were after mom died? And, you know. I, I don't know. Um, you know, my faith would say that she was with God, but you know, I, I, this, the Bible talks about heaven some, but it doesn't give a lot of detail, probably for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I jokingly, but very seriously say to people, I sure hope heaven isn't one long church service. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, I just, I, and again, I think God's, Way more creative than that. I yeah. know there'll be heavenly beings or whatever. Mm-hmm. That kind of, at least in my opinion. But but you know, I think we're going to work, and I think we're going to enjoy, and I think we're going to laugh, and I think you know, there, it, it's there's going to be some incredible reunions. And yeah. but I can't how all that works. I don't know. I, you know, I'm just gonna. I just kind of trust God on that one and go. Okay, it, that'll be something to look forward to for me, the way I see it. But. Uh, I don't think it's going to be boring. I don't yeah, think that's, it's going to be terrible. And and I think that's what a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who who reject that concept think that that's what it's going to be. You know. Um, yeah. And and me personally, I think you know a lot, there are so many different faiths that uh, that kind of all point to something of the same nature. And and I think that uh, you know I've had people say, well, 
you know, why, why, uh, you know, which God is the right God? Well, maybe they're all the same God. Yeah. Maybe they're just an interpretation of the same God, you know? And, yeah. you know, the, uh, I, I've, you know, over the years, cause this is something that's always fascinated with, you know, fascinated me. And, and I've wondered about that. It's like, uh, if it's just a big, like you said, church service, that's going to be boring. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, right. yeah. but I think, I, I've, I've heard different interpretations. And, and first of all, I'd like to just say something I've said, you know, is our, our brains can't grasp it. You know, it's, right. it's, the, it's, it's the case of, of we've never experienced. The only way to get the answer is, is to have it happen to you and to have it permanently happen to you. I've talked to people who've been clinically dead right. for an hour. Uh, I've talked mm-hmm. to people who have, yeah. you know, uh, been visited by, you know, dying relatives before they're, di- you know, I've talked to them or I don't know if I've talked to them on the podcast, but the other one, the clinically dead guy. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. uh, and, you know, there's, I think that there's a transitional period, you know, and a lot of people sit there and say, Oh, the, the, the white lights that you're seeing, the, um, the, the near death experience stuff, all that, that's your brain just kind of shutting down. There's always a scientific ex- explanation for it, but from a scientific standpoint, there's also that explanation of matter does not break down. And if we are, you know, if we are, if we are beings of consciousness, that has to go somewhere. Yeah, and I right. think that it would go to some place where it's a collective, you know, some, some call it source where you're going back to the source of everything, which would that not be a heaven or an interpretation of heaven? You know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's exciting because I'm not saying, you know, I want to end the, end my movie right now or end my book right now or anything like right. that, yeah. but it's, you know, just knowing that, that there's, that there's something more. And in fact, I, I've brought this up before where my friend, uh, uh, who, the one that died that I was telling you about, um, mm-hmm. he very much was, he was, he was going to become a priest at one time. And then he mm-hmm. kind of just kind of changed gears and got to where he was, for the most part, agnostic, you know, he was like, it's not that I don't believe in God. This was only a couple weeks before he died. He said, uh, I just don't have proof. He was very much a logical, you know, everything. There had to be, you know, uh, uh, concrete evidence of everything. And I've told people this and I'll say this, you know, until I'm blue in the face. I was at a concert the night that he died and I got what I referred to as like a, a cosmic text message. And from, from, from him, from James. And it was like, it was weird because it was almost as if, if, if I had had it from anybody who I knew believed in an afterlife, I would have just blown it off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, okay, yeah. You know, if, if like, let's say for my brother, it's like, I'm okay. It'd be like, yeah, that's me just telling myself that it's, I'm just yeah. making myself feel better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got that feeling, it was like a gut feeling. It was like this, this attitude of like, no, we're here. Everybody's here, you know? And it was like, wow. You know? And it was, it was maybe 10 hours or so after I'd gotten the news that he died. So it's like, I could picture him going there, going through an onboarding process, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're processing you, you know? Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, you know, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm. And I picture him like wandering the libraries of knowledge, you know, and all the every piece of knowledge that that there was, because he was that kind of guy, you know, he loved yeah. he loved learning, and so, sure. 
Yeah, you know, and and it wasn't, you know, and I sit there and I say, okay, well, was it me just making myself feel better? Yeah, maybe it was, but it it was such a strong feeling, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not claiming to be psychic or anything like that. It was it was just a feeling of, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and so, well, and who's to say, you know, that 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 can't happen? I, yeah, I think totally. you go you go with all the evidence that you have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and I you know again I don't think God plays hide and seek you know it's it's not a oh hey i put a little piece of information over here i hope you saw it no no it's it's hey he's put a lot of things out in front of us to to make a decision i was a math major when i was in college okay and and then i ended up you know with counseling and theology degrees but whatever (laughs) Uh, i got that degree i taught for a while i loved it and uh and but anyways i and the math people out there will understand that when when you do simple calculus, you have to you have to. That's, have to that's an oxymoron. In yeah, my opinion. it is. It is now for me. I'll tell you. Um, but I remember this one principle, and that is that to do a simple calculus problem, like to find the area under a curve or whatever, you have to assume that infinity exists. I find that interesting. That's it. That is um, interesting because. I'm thinking of how many mathematicians are there or scientists in the world who would say, you know, don't give me this God crap. You know, I'm, I'm not buying into that. Yeah. Well, really? Well, and yet every day of your life, <laughs> pretty much, you assume infinity exists. Yeah. So, so how do you bring those two together if there isn't some infinity out there, someone, you know, someone or some control of that or something had to make that design or whatever you want to call it. Totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, that's, I completely agree. Somebody once said, you're not ready to live until you're ready to die. I, I, I like that phrase yeah. um, because when you, it, you may not have figured out everything about death, but if you're ready and you have some of that assurance that, Hey, it is going to be okay. You live differently. You know, you don't live trying to squeeze everything out of every person, every relationship, every moment. On the other hand, you know, when you realize that death could, like your brother or my wife's brother, happen way before we think it, mm-hmm. you'll also say, you know, I don't want to wait forever to do some things. That's, I, I, yeah. I, I just wrote a book uh, called uh, Now. <laughs> That's the title. It's it's called it's now avoiding life in the someday syndrome. There's a there's a smaller version of it called what on earth are you waiting for? It's same idea, and like and, and and I've developed this phrase called the someday syndrome. And and a lot of us we do live that way because we think oh you know uh, I knew a pastor, great guy. He he was going to retire at 65 and he did, and he and his wife they were going to you know travel and do all this cool stuff. One problem, he died at 66. Yeah. And 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 so, you know, I don't think you go around being morbid, but, no. you know, we, what we've done is also said, not out of fear of death, but saying, you know, I don't want to wait to do, I don't want to wait to climb nine mountains. I don't want to wait to do some of it. I have to wait on certain things, sure. But I don't want to wait on everything. And I think a healthy view of death reminds us, don't wait, you know, enjoy the moment you got as best as you can and 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 don't put everything off until uh, when I retire when we get enough money when I get my degree when I get whatever 
you know, sometimes you do have to wait, but man, oh, there's course. a lot of things yeah, you can do now. There's yeah. And 100%. And, and, you know, I think, uh, uh, I, myself, I just recently have been able to, you know, come to grips more so with the, the idea that it, it happens to everybody. Death, death is, you know, mm-hmm. coming for everyone at some point. And yeah. so I've, I don't fear it anymore. You know, yeah, yeah you're right. sure there's an uncertainty, but when you don't, you know, I, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not looking to, you know, jump into it anytime soon, but it's, uh, I've learned to live a little bit different because it's, it's a case of when you, when you're not afraid of that, that's the ultimate, you know, bad thing on an individual level that can happen. I mean, yeah, you can have bad things happen to loved ones and that's in my opinion worse, but, uh, but when it comes to yourself, it's like if you're not, you know, if you're not afraid of that, you do start living a little different. I started living a little different. You know, I started. Well, yeah. You know, it's. Go ahead. Well, here's the, I, I, I think what happens is let, let's just say you think that when when this physical life is over, that's it. OK, so then what does that mean? Well, that means then that a lot of things that you do, you know, you think, well, I. Uh, we've always wanted to do this vacation. You know, I want to tr- travel through Europe. So you finally go and you do your European vacation. Mm. But it doesn't turn out it's quite as good as you hoped. You know, it was okay, but it wasn't great. When you come home, what's, what's, what, what are you thinking? You're thinking, are you kidding me? That's, <laughs> that We spent all that money. This is our last shot. We're never going to be able to do a trip like that again. And you look at the whole trip as a failure as opposed to, well, no, wait a minute. You know, it wasn't everything we hoped for, but look at the things we got to do. Well, it's because why? Well, I don't have to get everything. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Everything doesn't have to be wonderful. I hope it is. I'm going to make it as good as I can make it. I'm going to enjoy, you know, my marriage or my kids or whatever, my job for what it is. But that's that's the thing I talked about before. It's you don't have to wring it out like a sponge. Yeah, totally. I was. I need a couple more drops out of that because. This is it. You know, it's all I got. So um, it does change your perspective. Yeah. Well, you it's that, you know, proverbial stop to smell the roses kind of thing because yeah. you notice right. them finally. Yep. You know, it's that it, it's interesting that you bring up that that whole uh, idea of my uh, or, you know, the, the, the people that were saving for retirement. My mom was engaged to a guy who was quite a bit older than her, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. when, shortly after my dad, well, not shortly after my dad died, about maybe seven, eight years after my dad died, she met this guy. And uh, he was doing that very thing. They, He and his wife, they were saving every dime. They were, you know, scrimping on everything, you know, not 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 buying a thing so that when they retired, mm-hmm. they had the money. And sure enough, she yeah. died. And yeah. he's like, you know what? I am not going to... I'm not going to hold back anymore. So he spoiled my mom. <laughs> they went yeah. on all kinds of yeah. trips and they did, you know, yeah. he ended up dying uh, himself, but they had a good yeah. three, four, five years together. And, and he seemed genuinely happy, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. and it was, it was one of those things that, uh, you know, he, he kind of learned unfortunately too late, but yeah. at least he was able to do something with it. You know, yeah, he got some in it. He was, he was blessed that way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I, and, 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 uh, it's that whole, you almost have that grass is greener in your own life 
you know, where, mm-hmm. well, when I have this, well, when I have that, no, yep. don't wait for that. You know, it's, it's just stuff or it's just, it's, it's, it's events. You're waiting on events. And, and again, like you said, that vacation may not be what you expect it to be. Yep. So, right. Well, yeah. you know, nothing is. That, nothing. No, yeah, you're right. That, that sounds morbid, but it's not. It, you know, people think that, well, when I finally get married, you know, I'm going to have somebody who loves me totally and understands me. And, well, they, you know, if you marry a good person, you're going to have wonderful things like that. But yeah. it's, you know, back to the Jerry Maguire movie, you know, they don't complete you. Uh, as nice a line as that was in the movie. Uh, no, but they were, they never were supposed to complete you, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but if you feel like this is all you got, yeah. or I've been waiting for this. And well, then what do they do? They clash. Well, you didn't understand me. You got mad at me. You didn't like my idea, whatever. And and that can happen at job or school totally. and everything becomes a big disappointment. Even, even a mountain climb, you know, uh, my daughter and I got uh, 20 minutes from the top of, uh, San Luis Peak down in the southwest, and uh, but there's a storm coming, and a lightning bolt literally went across the top of the mountain. I oh, went, okay, wow. God, I, I get it. I heard you. <laughs> I'm out of here. Um, and we went back down. And you know, I was I was really disappointed, and she was a little bit. But you know what? We have talked about that climb for you know 20 years. There you go. Uh, how how amazing it was, and how the guy we met on the you know, all this, all this stuff. And yeah, so that's a, just a small sample, but it was it was a great thing. But you but you talk about it, which yep, makes it oh you bet you know I mean in some regards you you probably talk about that one more than some of the ones that you did hit the goal. Oh yeah, yeah, you bet, yeah, or yeah, you got we got lost on my son and I got lost on another one, and yeah, it, but it's just you know in the moment it's a little scary, but yeah, now we look back, we learn. We said, what did we learn? And, you know, so that, that's so great. Yeah. You know, you bring up an interesting point is a lot of times, you know, and not to sound corny, but a lot of times the journey is more fun than the actual destination. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, it is. I, it's, I remember, I can remember times, I used to be a comic book geek when I was younger. Hmm. And I had a friend mm-hmm. uh, that he also was. And we would, we would have, we would take a trip. We'd go from uh, from Saginaw down to uh, uh, the Chicago area, or well, into the mm-hmm. city for a comic book convention. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure that probably doesn't resonate with you in the least. But it was one of those things that <laughs> we would we would go, and we had more fun on the desk on the trip than yeah. I can, I couldn't tell you anything about the actual conventions themselves. But right. the trip, yeah. you know, all the the, the weird, you know, instance, incidences that happen or, you know, the funny inside jokes that were developed during that oh, trip yeah. that we remember yeah. to this day, you know, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of times it's that's, I, but I think that's life. I think life right. is, you know, there's that saying it's, it's the, uh, you know, uh, uh, in fact, a friend of mine, he, he's a musician. He did a song about it, but it's called, uh, he did a song called the line in the middle, which is, you know, the, on your gravestone, there's two dates. Mm-hmm. One that matters yeah. is only, you know, there's a line in the middle. That's that's where all it's the good. action happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, and it's 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 very true because everybody's trip is different too. You know, yeah. I I you know you could go on a on a hike and if somebody breaks their leg, 
the person who breaks their leg had a very different trip from the people carrying them down. Yeah. You know, you bet. and it's, that's life. That's I, but I think that's, what's so amazing about what we have with life is the perspective that everybody has is different from everybody else. You know, nobody, nobody is the same. And you could sit there and say, well, out of 7.7 billion people or whatever, there's going to be somebody like you. It's like, yeah, but they're going to have different experiences. Every single person is unique. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, and I think you help other people better when you've been through some of that. You don't have to have the, like you said, the exact same experience. Yeah. But, but I always say on a mountain, if, if, if you say to me and I say, Hey, I'll, I'll fly out. Well, let's do a mountain. You want, you finally want to do your first. Yeah. Very little of our journey will be this will be the same, but I can tell you, Hey, you know what? If it were me, I wouldn't go that way. <laughs> you know, because I, I did once and it, it just ain't going to work. It's your choice. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but yeah, so you become a better helper when you have been through some of those tough things and life didn't all just turn out great. You know? Absolutely. Well, in, in the same risk, you know, the same respect, I mean, it's a case of I would rather take advice from someone who's, you know, from somebody who's actually sailed the seas with yeah, no right. formal education than someone mm-hmm. who studied every, you know, nautical book that there is on the planet, yep. but never touched you water. You know, there's a lot to be said about experience. It's yeah. Yeah. And, and being able to, you know, and and you bring up, you brought up an interesting point or a very uh, crucial point earlier is you can sit there, you know, and, and tell people, you know, the, the right way to, to do, you know, a certain thing, but everybody does it a little bit different. And I think that's Mm -hmm. very crucial. And I think acknowledging that is very important. So, you know, you doing that with people of, of giving them that freedom to, to kind of handle things when in time. Uh, yeah. Well, I talk about, you know, that yeah, we said don't climb alone, but you, you have to pick the right people. And oh, one of the definitely. things I, I tell people, you know, like I talk about personal mountains, you know, it might be finances, might be relationship, might be mm-hmm. illness, might be grief, whatever your mountain is, um, pick the right people because, and, and don't always, think that your best friend is one of the right people. They might be, but often best friends, they're nice. Yeah, they're enablers. They're not going to say the hard things. They're not going to be as honest with you as you need them to be. And so that's really crucial that get people uh, who are going to tell you the truth, but who aren't going to say, well, you know, when I did that, when I went through my, my cancer, I was, I was up and out of, I was going, I was up in six months. You know, it's been a year and a half, and what do you, what's wrong with you, kind of thing? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. It's you not need a, a person who's good. exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's you know, and I'm fortunate that I've got friends that have been able to tell me some difficult truths about yeah, myself good. or about the situation. Yeah. You know, because yeah, I don't want I I take a lot more value in in genuine criticism, not not to be mean. But it's kind of like I, I look at things like when when I if I tell somebody something and, and I can tell they're pandering, it's it's kind of like a, a kindergartner bringing that, you know, finger painting yeah. home and then and mom going, that's the most amazing painting in the world. You know, it's like, yeah, well, the kindergartner right. doesn't know any better, but I, I, I'm at the age now where I will know if you're yeah. pandering or not, you know. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I would rather you tell me it sucks and then tell me yeah. why 
than than just say it's awesome. So yep, yeah, yeah that's good. And that's you know that to me that's a sign of a good friend. And 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 you know people's oftentimes they they don't understand that that if you're getting the the hard truths about yourself or you're getting the hard truths, I mean that's why interventions work, and that's why interventions are usually done by the people who care about you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you yeah. know, you don't get interventions from people who don't know you and don't care. I mean, if if I mean, I'm sure in your line of work, you've probably come across those. You know, I've never personally been involved in a, in a hard intervention like that. You know, especially like when it comes to you know substance abuse or or uh, yeah. abusive behavior or something like that. Fortunately, I've never right. had to. But uh, right. you know. It, it, you see it in the movies. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but at least it gives me an idea, and I can I can envision that that is pretty pretty close to the truth because it would have to be. Yeah, well, it it is, and it varies again from person to person. But well, of yeah, course, yeah, particularly people with addictions, you know, alcohol or drugs or whatever. I remember I had a guy in my counseling office once, and about the fifth time he's saying, "Oh, you know, I'm going to call, you know, my mom," and I was a young guy. I call my mom and I'm going to let her know that, yeah, I, I drank again or blah, blah, blah. And I said, the hell you will. <laughs> you, 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 you aren't, you haven't the last five times. So please, you know, and I just played this really hard and, and I was tough on him. I, uh-huh. I let him know, uh, you know, where we're going to go from there. That's a long story, but, but yeah, sometimes you got to do that. And, and, but, but you do it because you care. If you're just doing it to be mean, then you're a jerk. Then you're a jerk. But, yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, it's if if you can give that, you know, that hard truth. And because honestly, there's I I think there's a lot of growth that happens with that, you know, whether it's, you know, an intervention type thing for that person to better their situation or just in general, when you can when you can get those hard truths out, a lot of times it, 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 it will strengthen the relationship. And honestly, I'm a firm believer that if I'm with somebody who's going to be you know, throw away uh, however many years of friendship over a single argument, then they clearly weren't yeah. that good of a friend. You know, and, I, and right. I'm not one that gets yeah. in an argument very often, but I've had a few. And, sure. yeah. you know, it's, I'm you know, I'm usually pretty easygoing, but when it comes down to it, it's like there are times where, yeah, I'll say some hard truths myself and they'll be said right back at me. And then we, it's almost cathartic. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Well, Conflict in a relationship or even in a group, you know, if you, if you have group work you have, or you have a group of people, whatever that group is, could be an office staff. When they start to have conflict is when they're really making progress. Oh, yeah. But they think, well, we're falling apart, man. We must not like each other. No, no. You're finally getting real with each other. <laughs> and if you'll use that, if you'll use that, uh, man, your team's going to go a long way. If you run from it and go, oh, we can't say anything nasty or unkind or, or we can't disagree, oh, man, you have missed a, a gold mine. Yeah, yeah, you're right because, yeah, if you can if you can survive that for one, which, you know, it's, yeah. but it's it's kind of becomes more of a family type thing. Sure. And, cause yeah, I, well, that's what good leaders do. Absolutely. I, I, I hate that you know, those, those motivational posters that are just, you know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? They're just so right, the successory. Right? Yeah. You know, it's like, those are, those are props. Those don't mean anything. And there's so many people who think that that is, that is what a good team is. It's like, no, a good team can yeah. take people's strengths and work with them. 
You know, yep. yes, you suck at this, but you were amazing at this, and that's where we're going to stick you. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I I uh, think that's probably a good place to stop. I um, I appreciate you coming on, and and so you've got. You said you wrote four books. What um, what you? I like the one that now uh, avoiding life and the someday syndrome, which remind me instantly of. Are you familiar with the um, you familiar with the old Credence Clearwater Revival song "Someday Never Comes." Yeah, sure. I like. I enjoyed that band, man. Yeah, I love that tune. A friend of mine turned me out of that one time, and I was just like, it blew me away. In fact, that that musician friend, one day we were riding, he's like, "Have you ever heard this tune?" And it just stuck with me. And it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's a cool tune. Uh, but yeah, I I I'm not real familiar with their deep cuts. That's more of a deep cut. But uh, you know, I know yeah, of course their right. hits and everything. But uh, yep. yeah, Credence is good stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So you've got you mentioned the the never quit climbing. And yep, that's that's the uh, that's the one about my wife's cancer and getting over your own personal mountain. Then there's the there's the, I said there's two versions of now. If you'd rather have the sort of the now one is is kind of a faith based version. The other the other one, which is called "What on Earth Are You um, Waiting For," is a little bit simpler version, but it's it's got the basic principles in it. But it would be you could you could use it in an office you know group if you wanted okay kind of thing. so there's two just they're both of it all this stuff's available at amazon.com nice uh nice. then i wrote two books uh one's called uh, turn up or turn around your marriage nice um, okay and the other one's called turn up or turn around your parenting those are short um 110 pages but they're just full of ideas i mean it's just mostly hey have you thought about this and you know, in marriage, you know, communication and that kind of thing. But they're very practical. People don't have time to read 250-page books on marriage. I don't think. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, not in this day and age. But if so, but anyways, they're. I think they're good and they're helpful. Got a lot of practical ideas. Um, and then I'm I'm working on a new one called. Uh, it's on leadership because I do a lot with that, and it's called leading for the health of it. <laughs> Like and uh, it's and it's basically how to be a healthy person who leads. And some of it will get into what you and I've talked about, how you, you've got to be healthy beneath the surface. Yeah. And uh, you've you got to have people in your life that are going to help you get there. And you've got to, you know, look at some of your own attitudes and stuff. So that's I'm working on that. I'm going to have a couple of days later this week to crank a little more on that one. And nice. So that's been fun. You know, I'm I'm not John Grisham. <laughs> but I'm in, I'm uh, I'm enjoying it, and I think it's helpful to people. And I do a blog, the website neverquitclimbing.com. It's got some other stuff on it. If people want to look Excellent. at. Excellent. Yeah, I'm going to share that because uh, you know it's it's one of those things that I'm a firm believer that everything has an audience. Yep. You know, this you podcast isn't for everybody, but the ones yep. that it's there, that's who I'm talking to. Those the people that are into this. You know, so. Just like By the way, have you heard of a show out there? I did. I did one of these with a guy in Denver, and it was called Climb Talk or something like that. Uh, it's up in Boulder. I think he was up in Boulder. Anyways, that's, it, that's the other Denver one I've done so far. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I I go up to uh, Boulder every once in a while because where I'm at is more. Uh, I think they call it the Flatirons. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. or Front Range maybe. Um, mm -hmm. But. Uh, 
uh, you get up into Boulder and you're like right in the mountains. It's incredible oh, up there. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. You're looking right out at Long's Peak there. So that okay. That's see, I'm I'm still not familiar with all the different uh, the different mountain yep, names, but every morning when I would uh, I would drive, uh, I'd head uh, <clears throat> excuse me west on 120th here, and I would be mm-hmm. driving right towards the mountain range. And yep. I'd always heard that Purple Mountain's Majesty, and then uh, there yeah, was uh, some there days go. where, holy cow, they're purple. They well, are. Well, man, I'm it's... I'm so jealous. I, <laughs> we love we we love Colorado, and we're we hope we'll probably won't get there this summer, but with the following summer, we're hoping to bring all the kids and grandkids. That, yeah, so. definitely. That well, you know what? If you come out, look me up, and uh, hopefully, all right. Hopefully everything will be settled down with the you know COVID nineteen and that. Yeah, so, I hear you. Oh boy, but um, wow. Yeah, that's you know we'll have to we'll have to uh, I'll have to sit there and watch you guys climb up the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey Gary, it was very good talk with you. It was good to meet you, and uh, you know I I like hearing that you're doing stuff like this and you're helping people. I love hearing other people helping people. That's you know that's what makes the world go round, not money. You know. <laughs> well, hey man, I love your I love your topic, and you did a great job. And uh, so, hang in there. Keep, as I say, never quit climbing. Keep going, man. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I need to hear that. So, you have yourself a All good right. night. Thanks, Tim. Thank See you. Bye, bye. And that was my conversation with Gary Sinclair. If you'd like to learn more, uh, visit his website. It's neverquitclimbing.com. I love that name. It's just the name itself is very inspirational. So. Again, I want to ask, if you could do me a favor and just like and subscribe and share and all that stuff and leave me reviews, let me know if I'm screwing up because I don't know. So, in the meantime, have yourself a good day, have yourself a good life, and um, yeah, just keep on keeping on.